So welcome to an episode of the Walking Down Sheet Foot Lane. Uh, we thought we'd have a bit of a late night podcast tonight uh, around at Young Bin Man's house. Uh, we've had a, a few red stripes, a nice curry. What, what did you order, Bin Man? Tell, uh, tell the listeners. I had to have a, a chicken tikka, du piazza. I had to have two samosas and a load of rice. You can't fucking beat it. A bit of chips? Chips at the bit side? Bit of chips, yeah. You naan can't bread? Bit of naan bread as well. And poppadoms? We ordered the fucking lot. <laughs> it was good. We had a bit of a romantic meal before we watched <laughs> that exciting football, uh, which was on show today. But yeah, how's it going, pal? Yeah, all right, mate. Are you? Yeah, decent, mate. Well, just a bit of a roller coaster game. It's. I think so. Just looking at Twitter, then someone tweeted with the most weirdest club in probably football. How can you win five two and just yeah be like three two three two and holding on at one point? Well, I thought, like, in the second half, I thought, oh, you know, we're cruising there 3-0 and then blink of an eye with 3-2, we're 3-2 up and I'm thinking, oh, my God, two goals in, a, you know, a matter of six, seven minutes and I thought, it's only a matter of time before the third, but, of course not. Obviously, we won 5-2 and a good night all round, really. Yeah, definitely. It's always it's always good when you win a game, especially emphatically. People look at the score and think, oh, they've actually battered them. And to be fair, we actually did batter them. We, we should have... It, it should have been 5-0. Oh, yeah, easily, massively. We, we, we was in control of the first half, and I think the first half, I, did, I, I can't remember even them having a shot. I really can't. And, you know, to be 2-0 up at half-time, happy days, and getting the, the goal from P. Jarning to make it 3-0, I thought, game set and match. But, obviously, this is Oldham Athletic, and it's always never that, that's never the case, is it? Yeah, it's never easy, even when we... When, especially when we go... bring it, When it's either 2-0, it goes 2-1, or... 3-0, 3-1, you start to think, fucking hell, we never, we never do it easy. And I, and I think it, just, it was just one of them tonight where it should have been, because uh, Colchester were dire. We played, over the last week, we played two <coughs> very poor teams in Crawley and Colchester, probably the two worst I've seen this season. And Colchester looked like they probably will get relegated. I think Southend will pick up a bit of points now with Phil Brown in charge. And I think Colchester will probably go down because that performance was... From them was abysmal. It was, I agree, but I, all I want to say on here, my, my opinion is, I think tonight is a very good win for one reason. The fact is, Colchester is struggling for the lives and no win is it. Even though we won 5 2, yeah, it looks easy on paper, but they are struggling and fighting for the lives. And, you know, to turn over a team like that who is fighting for the lives and are desperate for points, I think it's a good win. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wins a win, I, I don't care how we win. If we shit in 1-0 wins all season, uh, <laughs> as long as we get a win, that, that's all I'm hiring about. And as I said, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Uh, looking at some goals we scored tonight, we did score some decent goals, obviously. We, we, scored, we scored that free kick, which was... Well, it was a bit strange. I, I read it before. I've never seen anything like it. Exactly, exactly. Well... I think it was Adam Millington who was interviewing Curl said that the free kick came from uh, Paul Butler who learned it from a free kick specialist at Leeds United and told him all the details. So, fair play. It's worked out there. If it, if it, if it went wrong, then we would have looked like, looked like a right set, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. If it comes off, brilliant. If it don't come off, you look absolute idiots. But no, fair play to uh, McCallum and take it on and absolutely... Put it in that pot thing, it posted in, weren't it? Posted in, yeah. Posted in, I thought, right, well, that's game, uh, set a match, but, you know, 
this is Latics and this is what we keep saying. It's typical Latics, isn't it? You know, you, you're cruising at 3-0, keep cruising and keep cruising. And then you just know when every Latics fan, I don't care who you are, out there, when we, when Colchester dragged one back, you just thought, here we go again. But, you know, third player, 5-2 tonight. I just, I can't take it away from them. I just thought some Pigiani, outstanding. Callum uh, Whelan, first half for me, yeah, wasn't too good, but second half came into it. McCallum, really good. Absolutely. Kayla Dunn, first half, bit of a mixture, but second half again. I think two goals tonight showed what he's got in his locker. And for Fage as well, obviously we've seen tonight, you know, he's played all right, but there's a mistake in there. But hopefully, uh, you know, we get over this and Curl addresses the situations of how many goals we have conceded this season. Because we don't really concede... Hell of a lot under like uh, Harry Kewell. We have scored, I know we haven't scored as many as Harry Kewell, but we haven't let a lot in, so there is positives to take from under Kewell. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, I 100% agree with you there, Big Man. We've, I think the formation now, I think the players are playing it, playing to it very well. Uh, the defence, I think the back three look very solid in Jameson, who has come on leaps and bounds under, under Curl, and I think exactly. he'd be a very, very good. I think when we sign him, a few weeks back, I thought, oh, maybe he'd be a backup player, but I think I'm more than willing to have him as a first team starter alongside Piagiani. With I, I, I can't see Harry Clark staying next season. He'd be no. a league, a league one player, so we'll have to recruit a centre half. But the defence looks pretty steady, and I think Borthwick Jackson looks. <coughs> uh, I said it when he when Curl played came playing three five two. I think Borthwick Jackson would be the one who would relish in that that position playing a wing back because I think he, he is better suited further forward. But I think the probably our best player under Curl is Alfie McCalmont. Absolutely. Under Kewell, he was he was a decent decent enough player. He was. All right, he, he he got about a bit, he got missing, but I think Curl's completely changed his game. I don't know what you think, Bimman, about No, absolutely, and I remember you saying on the last pod, uh, I don't know if the last one or the one before, that McCalman, you'll be one of those players this season that you will see it. next season will be a higher... Uh, in a higher league, absolutely. You know, I remember you putting it towards that uh, Jay Fulton. Yeah. You know, and you put him in that category where, you know... These players will go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, he, had, he, he did have a slow start when he came to us, but I think Leeds are keeping an eye close, and obviously with the, with them in pre-season. Look. So hopefully, he's, he's not going to get in their team at the minute. We know that, but certainly he's going to be at higher level next season. But he, for me, he's just a really, really good player. If we could get him back for next season, even better, but... No chance. As I said, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say maybe even a bottom championship club could yeah. take a challenge. Yeah. He, he definitely is a top end league yeah. one player, championship player. You got to remember that he is his first season in full time yeah. football. So I think I, I read an interview when he did it with Leeds. He said that uh, he turned around and said, <coughs> "Excuse me." He turned around and said he said that it took him a while to get around because he was getting kicked about a bit. He was playing with full grown full grown adults compared to under twenty three football, where it's completely about passing and stuff like that. But he, he, I think Curls now decided to play a bit further forward, and I think he does have a a bit of a good relationship with Whelan there in the middle. I think Whelan tonight probably had his worst game under Curl, and he's coming, he's coming, <laughs> and he's done done well. Yeah. He, he didn't really get a chance on the queue, did he? No, he didn't. No, and. But I think some of the tonight's balls, he was a bit sloppy, but fair enough on the. And as I said, McCalman's probably been the best best under Curl. And I think we were discussing before, like, plays at season and 
young player that I think McCalvin's got to get young player of the season. Oh, absolutely. There's no danger about that. Um, but for my player of the season, it's obviously McKennelly for me. He's scored 19 goals tonight, is it? 19, 19. goals, yeah. Yeah, you know, I know a few of them are coming cup games, but, you know, we haven't had a striker or a goal scorer, shall we say, of that calibre for quite a bit since Owen Doyle, shall we say. Well, but for a full how many, season... How many did Doyle get? Give us... 13, 14, where? 14. So I think the last time we had a goal scorer of 20, it's got, it's got to be Chris Porter, maybe. Chris Porter, yeah. Leeds, how many Leeds get? Uh, I think he got 18 or 19, I think he yeah, got the same. Pretty close. <coughs> yeah, pretty, you're pretty close to, to get, getting it on there. Uh, but yeah, as I said, and I, I don't think McKinley is all now gone that he's going to go I reckon I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay what do oh, you think definitely uh, under Kerr now he's come in <coughs> he's a different manager obviously he wanted to he looked like he was going to go in January when uh, Danny Rohr had gone and obviously Keith Curl's come in now and looking thinking you know do I want to play under this manager if it were uh, Kewell in now I'd definitely say McKenna they will go but now Keith Curl has come in I think he might change his mind and hopefully uh, sign another deal because players like that can drag you out the league yeah, definitely. If you look, as I said, we're looking at it before uh, the table. We scored sixty four goals, conceded sixty eight. If you want to say the seasons, and said sixty four goals, we're going to score sixty four goals. It's not even the end of the season yet, so it's still five games. So potentially, you're going to be thinking we're going to get seventy goals a season. Yeah. Where would you Where would you have put us in that seat? Put us automatic, hundred percent. If someone turns around, automatic. Someone turns around <laughs> to you and says. Right, you're going to score that many goals, you're going to be near the top of the table. But we're in 15th at the moment. The defence is getting better, and I think Curl has improved it. Do you think that we have moved on from Curl? I think we, we are yeah, playing better. 100%. I think, you know, I think some of it, one thing I will disagree on him, I think he subs at 3 0 tonight, and I have texted a few people regarding this that they were good. I thought they, after he subs, you know, he made his subs, they started coming back into the game and I thought, you know, he could, you know, he needs to learn on what subs to make at that right time. For me, it looked like, well, three we were 3-0 up tonight, we could have gone for four, five, even maybe six because they were all shit. For me, he made the wrong subs and then put us on the back foot where they come more attackive. That's for me, Curl needs to learn on that. Curl... I understand, you know, he has made it better in defensively, but for me, subs is a massive one for me. I think he needs to learn on when to make the subs and what subs, because that tonight could have cost us. I know we won 5-2 and they were all shit, we understand that, but Everlastic's fan knew when that second one went in, when their third one's going to go in, you know, and, you know, everyone knew it was going to come. Obviously, it didn't, but it could have done. And, you know, Curl needs to learn on for substitutions. That's yeah, for me. yeah, 100%, 100%. I've got, I've got to agree with that. Because I think it's happened a few games now where we've, where we've cost, it's cost us goals. Yeah. Crawley, we went, we made the subs there. It went backwards. I think the main one, which you see, was Scunfort when we took McCalman and Whelan off, replaced them with DR and the Tamway, yeah. and we went defensive. One thing which... You got to think though. At the moment, we don't have any attacking players on the bench. We no, only, we don't. The only, the only player which we do have on the bench is Hilsner, and <laughs> obviously he's running. He's about three stone overweight. <laughs> As people say, he's getting he's getting fatter, not fitter. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely a bit of fat shaming there. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> but yeah, um, I 
as I said, we don't have any strikers which you can bring on the bench. We don't have Dernley, we don't have a Blackwood who you can, you can change a game. Yeah. So I understand that he has to make subs, but the subs, they are negative. I think yeah. who the ones today he brought on, obviously Jameson came off injured. He came off injured and then he brought Garrity on, weren't but he? Gar- with yeah. the thing, I, I made my opinion about Garrity yeah. known and he's he just not good enough. And I, I don't even think I saw him touch the ball when he came on. I think the only time it was in the box where he lobbed it over someone and should have scored and then ended up squaring it to... Uh, I can't remember who it was, but no, I agree. I think Garrity's nowhere near. Yeah, Garrity, Diara came on for... Diara come on for... It was... was it, he, he, he went, like, I think he said Fage, weren't he? Fage, yeah, Fage came on. He, he went yeah. right back. He just did an accident <laughs> waiting to happen, didn't he? Which led us to their first goal, really. Yeah, As I said, you know, it's an yeah. accident waiting to happen. But Yeah, it's, as I said, he needs to learn to make his but as I said, at the moment, the squad, I don't think it is... In depth, we've got a lot of defence on the bench. Yeah. Um, like you say, it's hard to. How do you make. You know, you've got to make subs because some of the players looking knackered. But, you know, if you've got no one on attack, if who do you bring on? But maybe one or two, you know, and he's, he's bringing on the wrong players. But, hey, oh, you know, we won 5 2, so. Is that, is, the, <laughs> is that the most we've won this season? 5 2? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah. I don't think we've scored 5 all season, have we? <coughs> No, no, it's, it's, it is, as I say, it's, it's, a, it's a good win. And as I said, the main thing now, between now and the end of the season, he's trying to get into that top half. I think uh, Singe, or OAC Kent, uh, on Twitter made a point, said, as we all know, it's been 12 seasons since we finished in the top half. It's also been 12 seasons that we've not had a positive goal difference. Just simple things like that where you think things could change and you just want a move forward. Uh just want, as I said, we just want progress. Everyone knew this season, the way it started, we probably weren't there to promote it. It's a, a terrible league this season. Oh, it's, it's harsh. Look, you look at the teams in that top seven, the only one which mm. probably said with any credential you knew would be up there would be Bolton. Uh, Tranmere. Tranmere as well. Yeah, it's it, but they're, they're not good teams. I think James, when you went on BBC Manchester, they took a bit of offence to James's comment where he turned around and said that Bolton are an average but you just got a good striker. But it's yeah. true. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It, it is true. And, you know, you look at it, you know, all, <coughs> I remember, uh, this, was it a couple of seasons ago, Tramia fans came on and said that when they got promoted from League 2, if it weren't for James Norwood, they'd have finished mid-table, if not lower. They need, you need a good centre forward in this league. But the the thing you got to say that though, Ben man, we've just we've got a, we've got a goal scorer who's got nineteen goals this yeah, season. But, yeah, but the defence is absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute shambolic, and you know as we said earlier about about uh, the defence, you know you got uh, Fage slash Adams, Pagiana Jameson, and uh, Bothwick Jackson. We're all saying, oh yeah, he's good, he's good, he's done all right, he's done all right. But it's not our back four for next season. That needs to change. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That does need to change. As well, you know, if Adam Adams is here, PJN is here. In fact, apart all the back fours here apart from Bothwick 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 Jackson and Harry Clark. And Harry Clark. Um so I think for me, we do need another centre half. We do if we get another centre half, if Bothwick Jackson's here next season, brilliant, you know. I'm not saying he's the best, but he's certainly good at this level. Fage, well <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, I, to be fair. <laughs> Obviously, I think Fage has kicked on a bit. He's, he's, he's showed something that is is useful defensively. He's crap. Yeah, def- yeah, you know, defensively he can't do he can't do anything. But going forward, he's, yeah, he's he caught today. Colchester caused some yeah, problems he, he, he with the did. balls in the box. He did. He did. He did, he did, he did win the penalty. 
Was it? Yeah, no, 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 I did he not. Oh, he that, was the, done. that was the incident in the first half. Yeah, yeah, he was close. He was yeah. close to winning win the penalty. He, he got balls into the box. He put the ball into dangerous areas, mm. and you thought, oh, fair enough. He's he's doing something, and I, I can't, I can't. Last couple of games, I, I can't fault fair to, to what he's done. And would you give him a deal, bit man? Yeah, I would. Yeah, but on the. It's not a constant starter, is it? You know, if he comes in and out the team, fair enough. But we do, it's, we've got Adams there as well. Yeah, the thing about Fergie is versatile. He can play left yeah. back, centre uh, mid if he wants, wingers, right back. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to say that he's probably not on big, big, much, big money. Uh, he's done well. He's done well under Curl. Yeah, Curl will say something. You as, know, as I said, it's uh, constant. You know, I've only been on. The, I think he's been on the bench twice under. Under, uh, I think it's Curl, I'm not too sure, I'll have to check that, but uh, yeah, no, I'd, I would keep him, but you know, it's alright saying we'll keep the back four, which that, that the same back four has cost us 68 goals this season, so we do need to bring in additions. Yeah, definitely. You know, 100% we need to bring in two defenders, because we, we can't continue with what we've got. I'm not saying they're not improving, but let's not forget they conceded 68 goals this season, and... Uh, obviously we're going on about the defence let's go on about the keeper me and Brad have discussed this tonight about Laurie Walker whether he should be number one next season if we could sign him on a permanent deal I don't know what you guys think but I personally think get him in he's a good experienced keeper he's 31 I know he's, a, he's not experienced in the football league but he's certainly done alright since he's come to Oldham and if you didn't know he didn't have experience in the football league by watching the games we have watched you think he's just an, an ordinary football league keeper? Yeah. yeah. The thing about him, he's very commanding. He commands his box very well. But some of the goals we conceded under him, you're a bit like, mm, what, well, it's a bit dodgy. The Cambridge one where he's throwing it in his own net. <laughs> uh, tonight, I think the second goal... Yeah, it could have been a boy. Yeah, you, you shoot, he, a defender shooting that far out. I think it just went through him. So I, there is question marks. I think... I wouldn't mind him as number one. He's not. He's not going to leave MK Dons because I think he's third choice at MK Dons. Yeah, and I think he's a team goalkeeper coach. Yeah. I think as well. So, so I, I, but, I said I wouldn't mind him, but I wouldn't mind someone like, uh, like Bolton have got Matt Jokes. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, Bolton have got Matt Jokes, and I'd have somebody like that. Like when we had Paul Gerrard, who could go on the bench and also a goalkeeper yeah. coach. We need someone like that, someone who can play both. The thing which I've obviously read this season, next season coming in, we're going to have a squad potentially of only 21 players. Yeah. And that's going to be a big hindrance to, to someone like us, especially when we do get the foreign recruits in, because we do know that some of the squad does get stacked with them. Oh, yeah, definitely. With any of them we're going to Bahambula, I'd welcome him with open arms if they can, you know, they do it on the pitch. But, yeah, like you say, you know, we're going to have a, probably a thin squad next season, as long as it don't rely on loans like this season with... Obviously, we've got seven loan players. I hopefully we don't have that many much next season because we can't be relying on loan players. Where you know previously, our Dallas turned around and said we don't want to be relying on loan players. Yet this season, we've got seven loan players, which you know none of us understand. But you know, Ayo, let's for me, for, as I said about Walker. Yeah, I agree. You know, we do, we do need someone in who's willing to sit on the bench and maybe, like Brad said about Gerard and put him on the bench and sit there and maybe Laurie Walker number one. But although I'd like to get sign Laurie Walker and bring a youth, you know, 
or Mackenzie, oh. you know, to sit on the bench. Or if not, sign someone who's been released from a championship side who's willing to, you know, a youngster from there and bring him through that way. I don't know. Well, Curl's obviously got thingy. Is obviously, planning? his plans. And not only that, now, we're on 51 points. There's no danger of going down. And obviously, for the last couple of weeks, we've, you know, we've all thought, oh, you know... I know we, people say we'll never get relegated from this league, but... You know, it's obviously looking over your shoulder a little bit with obviously how his results have gone. But now I think it's pretty much confirmed that we are going to finish where we are, possibly 13th between 17th, something like that. I think and now... Paddy, Paddy Arwood's going to take great joy in, in that. <laughs> in, in telling us, in podcast in October, was it? The fact that even he could, me and him could, me and Brad could play centre mid and we could still get in this league. And I agree with him. I think, you know, he even tweeted tonight how bad... This league is, and he is, he is right. But I'll go back onto my point of about. Uh... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's about signing, signing uh, yeah. in general. Uh, thingy, uh, Laurie Walker, you know, if we do get someone in, someone who can come in and, uh, you know, and be with Laurie Walker, you know, maybe we, we could pick between them. If Laurie Walker is willing to sit on the bench and have someone there, if not, Laurie Walker in net and have a youth player there, maybe that might work. But, you know, we got, now we, we sit, now, is it 15th? We sit 15th in the yeah. league, yeah? You know, for me now, I think it's time to experiment. I think it's time to, like, maybe throw a few kids in there who you think are pushing on for the, because obviously contracts come up soon about the youth team, whether they're good enough or not. I think it's time to throw maybe one or two in and see if they are good enough, truly are good enough. We have got time to experiment now. I know we all want to finish in the top half, something we haven't done, but Curl's going to look at this and think, maybe I'm going to pick some players out earlier for the future. So probably yeah, don't expect a couple of, but probably expect to, to be ringing changes quite soon. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I've, got, I've got to agree. Um, you were speaking to a Colchester fan tonight, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, somebody you invited to the pub and stuff. He said that they're absolutely abysmal, didn't they? Oh, he said one in twenty-four. Obviously, I can't believe how how bad they've done. And you know, I for one, I think they're going to drop. He said they can't even buy a win. And you know, we that that's what it is tonight. We did a professional job over them because they are fighting for their lives. And you know, to see them down there like that, you know, if they do go, you know, it's a, another team that thinks how bad have they sunk. You know that. There is talk of them going in administration, which we all thought that was us, but obviously it quickly come to light. It wasn't, and it was them. You know, obviously you don't want to see it, but uh, they're in there. Well, someone made a good point, though, Bin Man. I think it was James Boker who turned around and said, it's a dead away game. Oh, yeah, it's all shit. And the only reason why I want Colchester drop because that away game is absolute awful. It's no pubs yeah. for miles. It's on the side of a motorway. There's no joy in there. At least South End, if they stay up, they've got a pub nearby. We always play them on a Tuesday night anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but the Colchester fan turned around and said, he said, oh, how's, how's he playing for you? And which player was that, Big Man? Lord Bahambula. <laughs> you know, he is right. And even their fans are saying it, you know, how too good he is. And, you know, I just hopefully we all get to see him next season because, you know, obviously we've all had our critics on Abdallah and what players he's brought in from overseas. And everyone knows about how bad it is, but for one, for sure, I will give him one credit. He's brought in by Hambula, he's been an absolute breath of fresh air. For me, if it weren't for him, I think we'll be struggling a bit. No, I wouldn't say we'll be we're near the relegation places, but we'll certainly be doing a, a lot worse than we are now. I think he has changed our season when he come in. I've got 
point out tonight, made his debut against Colchester away, where he drew three all. Yeah. So, you know, tonight he played absolutely out of his skin tonight. And even people are noticing how good he is. I just hopefully we get to see him at Bounce Park yeah. next season because he's... It's such a it's such a joy to watch. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I, I do understand if we don't. If if Abdallah sells him, he's probably our only sellable asset at the moment out of the players which we have got. So if he sells him, but I think you'd need a fair price to get him. I, I think he would get into League One team. Someone like Cesar, Sunderland, I think he'd be a top League Peter One player. Peterborough? Peterborough. Someone like no. Peterborough, I think he would relish in a squad like that where he's able to freely... Freely do what he what he does, and I I would be good to see him uh, without seeing him play, but uh, it's it's just where they're. And I think Mikey made a good point tonight. He said about Keith Curl didn't really fancy him. He was on the bench obviously a few times, and and I think, and I, I I tweeted it a few weeks ago. It's hard to get him in the the formation of a three five two, but you've got to build a team around him. Oh, absolutely! It's the first name on the sheet. Yeah. First name on the sheet, you know, is it like you said, Rally, is our only side of the latter? If that's the case, he's the first name on the sheet, you know. Like you said, you know, he has played it. He's not good on a lone strike, which he went in this. Is it second half when McClendon came on? Yeah. Did he go up front? Yeah, he, he's, he's wasted. Yeah. You know, he needs to be playing behind the striker or uh, on the wing. You know, have and all, but I'd, I'd, I've seen him a few times behind the striker, and you know, he, we know his natural position is a right wing, and he cuts him. You know, that's his favourite position. But playing him up front like he did tonight, I know he did for the second half. He's so wasted out there. But like I said, I really hope we get to see him next season, which definitely, I hope definitely. We do. And obviously, speak, speaking on the transfers, uh, on the before before we do move on is. Obviously, two, I've got two things which I want to bring up with yourself, big man. Is obviously Keela Dunn is probably the first player under Abdallah who's had the contract extension and not been sent to and the not new been team. Made, not been made to uh, train with to the youth. Sit in uh, what's it called, Bridgewater pub when it opened. Yeah, <laughs> you're not sitting, you're not signing again. That's it. You're not playing again. No, uh, when that news broke about Keela Dunn, I was thought, mm, I don't know, but. You know, he's proved me wrong. You know, two goals tonight as well. I think he's one of those players. I think I slagged him off 30 seconds before uh, he won the penalty. Is it him who won the penalty? Like yeah, I said, as you said earlier, I thought it was but it were clearly done now. And I do remember him winning that penalty. And I thought, do you know what? For me, he is one of those players where you think, oh, he frustrates me, then can do something great. Doesn't this remind you of a similar number 10? It was what you think of Mohammed Moosh. <laughs> Mohammed Moosh. I think, you know. I, think I think he's a bit more in the game than Mohammed Moosh. I, to be fair, I wouldn't mind him Moosh this yeah. season. No, I wouldn't. No. Uh, but I think Keeler Dunn is probably a lot better player than what Moosh is. And he does turn up to games. Like I said, he, I think he's got nine goals. He's the one who's got nine yeah, goals this season. Yeah, he's got quite a bit now. So yeah. Again, another one who's con- contributed from. Where did he come the from? Field. Wrexham. Wrexham, so, you know, and obviously come with Bobby Grant as well. Obviously, we signed him first, and that's another reason. Well, Bobby Grant, obviously, we, is he injured or...? Well, apparently he is injured, but I, don't, I, can't, I can't... I don't think... No, kills, I don't think... I don't think Kill's fans... No. And it's fair enough, you get... Uh, Kill's an experienced manager at this level, and he would have looked at the squad and would have said, what what we're doing signing a player on loan from the conference? Yeah. He's just a waste of a player. Um, if we're loaning him from a conference team, clearly they don't want him. So why not sign him on a freebie? Exactly. You know, and that's you save your loan, which we've had a few uh, 
situations this season where we've had to drop a couple of players because obviously there's not enough loan slots. You know, and this is where it comes to it, where we should never have signed him on loan. It should have always been permanent. But in saying that, you know, if he's not fitting in the plans, it's a good job he's on loan because he can, he can be rid- gone now. Yeah. And you know. obviously one thing I want to go before we move on, I've heard on good authority that we have made a bid for Harry Smith, who's at Northampton on loan at Motherwell. I'm putting it on the podcast that I think <laughs> it would be a very good signing, a big car toss which we need at this yeah. level he scored uh, against us didn't he was it for Macclesfield Macclesfield yeah, he's a bit, yeah he was a big centre forward and I, I thought when he, before he moved to Northampton I thought he would fit in well with this type of squad so I'm putting it on record I think we are going to sign him absolutely let's get him in hopefully he's not like Scott Wilson but <laughs> yeah well exactly Scott Wilson did well got most of his goals from Harry Smith creating the chances and as I said I think Colchester had him today a big car toss he'd work well with McLennelly I think uh, he would do he would yeah, do I think yeah. he would I think he's very he's got promotion from this league yeah, I uh, he, did, he did I think he did well at Northampton every team more or less got him like uh, Jimmy O'Matt and stuff like that uh, these players that plays are decent uh, and have again but obviously, moving on, we've had quite a few off the field uh, issues at oh, the moment. I think we, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has, we had a bit of a mega piss ball, which we missed out on, and I think it's probably one of the happiest days in our older athletic recent history with Barry Owen finally leaving the club. One minute, I'll drink a red stripe for it. Oh, that's better. <laughs> it tastes good. It, 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 it is a better feeling knowing that Barry Owen is not part of the club anymore. Yeah, it is, you know. You know, as, as much as I said last year on one of the podcasts, I'll have to go through it, which one it is, but I remember saying to, uh, I can't remember who it was for the life of me, but uh, if we got rid of Barry Owen, I will give Abdella credit and I will for one. But you know, if it is in good he had stepped down, who knows? I don't think it's down to Abdallah yeah. uh, that he's got rid of him. Abdallah's not made that decision himself. No. Obviously, something has gone on behind the scenes, yeah. and it's and it's something's happened. And we have asked him on here as well. We, we have asked on. Barry Owen. You know, yeah. He's you, a, you he know. is a controversial figure, but I think a lot of older fans would unite. Well, it was a united front. We we trended on Twitter about wanting Barry Owen gone, and we're all happy. Well, you, like you said, Brad, you know, we all united on this decision, and, you know, for once, 100% Oldham fans were all for this. I, I can honestly tell you now, probably one or two, but maybe their parody accounts, like the fact that they said that, uh, they, you know, they, they were glad that... Uh, obviously, we all know we're glad we're happy Barry's gone, but obviously there were one or two accounts out saying that it was... Uh, Sad to see him go. We know them parody accounts. We obviously well, I know saw, the parody accounts. I saw someone in that new Latics group on Facebook comment and say, oh, I'm glad Barry Owen's gone now. He can go and get a consortium together to go and buy the club. I like thinking, well, yeah. what happened when Carney was selling the club? What's he been doing? Yeah, what's he been doing? Yeah. When right. Carney wanted to sell it, you just think, what are you going through? I think it's just, it is a very good move that he's not part of the club. No. And I don't want to see him Back in the club because last time he he went he went when he went from the trust, um, we didn't see him for a couple of I think about a year he went away and then he he just came up then, he, just, he came back he you just think for fuck's sake he's come back again, um on the bit there that spin man's giving me a signal to get another red stripe so I think we'll <laughs> we'll get another one there, um but yeah I, I, Barry. I, I don't blame him for trying to sign try to sign Chad Evans. Um, and stuff like that. Well, he was a leader on there, but I wanted Chad Evans at the club. 
Uh, yeah, I said I wanted Chad Evans at the club, and obviously we had the Liu scandal and stuff like that. But he has mild the club, and he has been controversial. And as I, as I tweeted, a little bit of knowledge, been mad. Yeah, you got fuck all of it. <laughs> That's for Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it was a good day. What, what, what do you think? Well, you, you was in work with him. I was in you? work and obviously uh, I, I nearly dropped a full box of cucumbers. <laughs> I couldn't believe that, the fact that uh, it gone, but obviously it's a, it's a one step forward, isn't it? And you know that it's, it's always two steps back, but... Uh, it's one out, It's one down. It's one down, two, two to, to go. go, you know, as we've all been saying. You know, it's always good to see him go. Even when I approached him in the director's box on, uh, before, it was a Tuesday game before the fans forum. I can't remember for the life of me playing. It must have been a scab game, cup game, uh, check a trade shit, because I was sat in the main stand. And uh, I remember going up to Barry and I said, are you going to be there on Tuesday? And he went, oh, yes, I will be there. In such an angry voice. And I thought, you know, I'm asking you, are you going to be there or not? I weren't being angry towards him. I was just asking him whether he was going to be there or not. And the tone of voice just gave me. And I just thought, you're an absolute, you know. The antagonised fans. I, yeah. think he, I think he got the buzz from antagonising fans. Oh, he loved yeah. it. He loved it. And he loved the attention as well. Because obviously when we first protested uh, what... Um, Thing he organised, uh, Danny. Danny organised, and he come out, didn't he? Yeah. And you know, he, he, he loves the limelight and he loves the attention, and you know that's why I think he was here because he, the more people have a go at him, the more he thrived off it. So now he's gone, he'll probably his ego's gone down now. His his, his ego's yeah. gone because he hasn't got that. So I'm a director at this, I'm a director at that. You know, he ain't got that anymore. So well, there was obviously the rumours about there was a bit of a riff with Carl Evans and stuff like that. Um, and obviously over the north stand, uh, because obviously we we hear things obviously about the north stand, all the time. As 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 fans, we've had we've had it hard with obviously things like that. From whenever the look has got knocked down, to trying to get planning permission to get it built, to actually getting in the, we've it's been a long long road to yeah. try and get the, and it's just pissing people off. I think next season people just want to be in that stand and. Some of the politics which are being paid, I always got said now is, how can a stand fail a safety certificate when you've got the main stand, the oldest stand? stand facing it, <coughs> is an absolute ca- it's a carcass of a stand. It's, it's the oldest stand in the football league uh, to start with. And if you go to the back, back of that north stand, uh, sorry, the back of that main stand, there's wires everywhere. Yeah. The steps are massive. There's no leg room. You probably won't be able to get a stretcher up there if somebody did happen. Yeah. And you just think, how can that pass a safety certificate when the north stand can't? You just think, just cut the bullshit. And yeah. Just, I think just it's tell all us the truth. It's all better, weren't it? Because obviously, the, you know, with the stand and all that. So I just think he did everything in his power to get it shot. Obviously, we know... He has got knowledge in, you know, in, in all this safety certificate and all that. So, obviously, he used that to his advantage and got it shut down. Like Brad said, you know, we need it open. You know, fans love us that North Stand. I used to sit in there years ago and the lookers up. And it was, it was a, you know, I used to love that stand. Obviously, I'm not going to sit in there next season. I've already got my seeing ticket in the uh, the Rocky Road. But it'd be good to see it open. You don't want to stand shut. People it's embarrassing. It. It is, it's embarrassing. And it was shut for years under Carney for when it was getting built. And then we knocked the lockers down. And obviously, that was getting built into the North Stand. It was, you know, it was a shambles looking on TV to see an empty space. Uh, and it's even more embarrassing to have a fully fit stand there where it's 
it's possibly one of the best stands in the league with all the uh, the stuff what we've got in it. We've got a nice new uh, thingy store, uh, Sports Direct store, a nice new gym, which I never have any intentions of going in. <laughs> uh, you know, we've got a nice... It's, everything is good for that stand, you know. I just think it, it does need it open and it does need it for the fans because people have got... People want season tickets in there and hopefully we do see season tickets sold in there, but... Who knows? It's, yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them. Uh, we do want it going on there. But uh, before, obviously, we do go, I think we, we need to touch on the, the trust at the moment. And we have seen that they have rebranded. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact still remains they need to fold. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's been my opinion. <laughs> it? Well, I think, I think they've rebranded to Don't Trust the Trust. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. not been really, yeah. you you made me lose uh, <laughs> lose my sight there, Bin Man. <laughs> so we're expecting that. Well, I think they're trying to get away from don't trust the trust at the moment. Uh, I think what is it? Owner Athletic Supporters Federation. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I've not. It's it's like when they put updates on. I don't read them. Yeah, I generally don't read them because they're coming out with a lot of our shit. So well, the, as as I said, the 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 thing is, there's people in the trust who. We do like we we know people on the trust there. Yeah, and we, yeah, we, we know Kenny. Kenny that was sat on there. Tracy, you know, is a, Tracy is a good person. You know, we've even you know we've even supported Darren on a good occasion. You know, you know we've we've known a lot of people that have been involved in trust and do care, but the more vocal when they've left. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you know we want that for we want them to be vocal when they're on there to stand up to the owners of what we've been doing for the last year. Maybe two, you know, two years, but you know, it's all good and well going on the trust and say, Oh, well, you know, we can't say and don't say anything. But when they have left and they've left the position, they're all willing to come out and say, But why weren't you saying this when you were part of the organization? You know, you need to be challenging. You are the trust, you own three percent of the club. You know, you do have a set, and obviously, not a lot, sir, but you do have a set, you have three percent of the club, and you always see when other people. People mention the trust and the sport to push the boundaries and stuff like that. They've turned around and said, oh, Oldham, they're in a privilege because their trust has got a board seat. Yeah. And we need to use that to our advantage. They yeah. should represent the fans. The biggest gripe I've got with the trust, they've done good things over the past. The player's shirt was a very good idea. Yeah, which I was a part of. I used to give monthly money to yeah. it. Yeah. We knew people involved yeah. in that. Rick, Rick Atwood. Rick Atwood, uh, Chris. Chris yeah. were very good instrumental yeah. in that. That sort of thing... Which has been which has been good over time, and you understand why it was done. Like the problem is now, the trust could have. If we was in a good relationship with the owner, the the, the ownership people would have donated down. Oh, massively! And you know, I think the trust would be a bit <coughs> more vocal if the owner were positive and everything was yeah. going well. But people would have donated yeah. over this time. Last yeah. twelve months, people would have turned around and said, "Right, the club aren't getting any money or something like that. We would have given some money to, and no doubt people would have done that." And even, I can't remember what it was called. I think he was from Birmingham. I'm pretty sure he was from Walsall. But he did a thing. Corny, did, Corny one season, he did £10 season tickets for under-16s. And he was do- he was asking for donations for tenor, so he go to local schools and stuff like that. Things like that, where the trust have done very, very well. Things like that. and People donate. But the club at the moment is just... People are just annoyed with them. They won't even do that thing. The no. trust need to gain that relationship. They they massively sold out after Mansfield. 
Mansfield, we was me and you, Ben Man, were there, and I think there was about hundred there. Some of the loyalist Oldham fans I know were there, and were speaking their mind and saying we need to do this. It's two hundred there. It was on the Good Friday, yeah, and they said we want to protest for Mansfield, and they agreed. The trust turned around and agreed that we will do this, and they they, they went against our will. Yeah, they went against it, and we thought we should have done it that day. We should have done it. Well, like, was it live on TV? We're live on you TV. Know, we should have done it. We should have done it. You know, we're live to the nation. You know, everyone in you. I'm not saying everyone in the UK were watching it, but you know, we're gonna. Viewers that we've never watched as idly before, or just it's the first time we've been on Sky to see that you know we're not happy and we need to do this, this, and this. And like Brad said, we went back, they went back on the word and just that's the, in the carpet. That's the thing now with the trust. Now with me, obviously, things have happened, they've they've got in a few times, they've gone in bed with, with the club, and you think, why have you done that? The fans don't want that, no. they need to show, they need to do something to show us that they're not going to do that again. And things need to change with the trust dramatically. They've changed the name. They're getting rid away from Trust Oldham. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. But they need to show proof that they are with the fans. And if they want to hold the club to account, they will do. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, you like you say, you know, they've gone a step forward by changing the name from thing of Trust Oldham to Oldham Federation. Yeah, so well, whatever it is, you know. So they have gone. They have gone a step forward, but they need to be making, like I say, accountable to the uh, to the club and say, listen, we're not happy with this. We've had this feedback off these fans saying this, this and this. You know, they need to step up because as far as I'm concerned, Pusher Bangor have been two times the uh, organisation they have. You know, the, you know we, we need to be pushing them, pushing them and pushing them to these answers and what we want. I'm not saying that everything we want should go. I'm not, there's obviously a give and take in a football club, we understand that, but you know, we don't even hear of anything of the owners anymore, we don't, when was the last time we heard of him? Adela, last, last time we had Adela, he had that Zoom meeting, didn't he, with Mikey? Yeah, nothing since, no. nothing since, you know, you know, they say silence is deafening, don't they, you know, it's, it's, we do need to hear something, because, you know, even a couple of updates, you say, you know, what's happening? You know, what is happening? Well, we don't even hear of Carl Evans anymore, do we? You know, we don't. Well, it's come off Twitter, as you know. I don't know why. Obviously, you know, <laughs> you know, it's it's always drama on there, isn't it? And obviously, he's quite vocal, Carl. I'm not I'm not going to quit because I've not met the fella. And I'm, I'm, I hope to God he comes on here because I will ask him to come on eventually, to come on to these podcasts to see, you know. Obviously, I know he's been on previous podcasts, but I want him to come on here to see what his true feelings on what he wants out of this club and what his direction is and... Where do, where do we go from here? Because obviously there is still a lot of questions unanswered and maybe Carl can answer them. Definitely, definitely. Well, obviously it's been a bit eventful since we last spoke. What's coming up, Bin Man? you got a few announcements, haven't you? What's that? With uh, the podcast, you got a few guests in, in hand, haven't you? Uh, yes. Uh, we've got Mark Innes on Monday. Uh, obviously it'll be out a couple of days after, so... Uh, uh, he's a good lad, Mark. Spoke to him on the phone last week. Uh, he's willing to come on and uh, speak about his time at Oldham. And uh, I couldn't understand him because he's Scottish, so it's hard to understand him. But hopefully, uh, me and Brad uh, can uh, get that sorted for Monday. He's coming on, and uh, as well as uh, I spoke to a good friend of mine who knows Mark Allen. He wants to come on as well, so that we got to get him on. Obviously, he's got uh, connections with a. Uh, Neil Warnock, stories from under the, the years of there. Obviously, him leaving to Chesterfield and uh, coming back here and having a, 
as as Oldham fans would say, he used to be shy and now he's he alright. Now he's alright, and he, he came back and turned out to be a good player for us. So you know, what's his what's his two metre space? <laughs> but yeah, we are going to be celebrating along the night of this famous pointless win against Colchester, and the first win under that since Ronnie Moore. Exactly. So it's Uncle Ronnie. So we'll be tossing a few red stripes tonight. And hopefully for a good win on the Grand National tomorrow. Oh, hopefully. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, appreciate you all listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bye-bye.